It's a great day for the social media world as Elon Musk has fired top Twitter executives and promises big changes. And just when you think it can't get any better, Zuckerberg's meta is deep in the hole and so-called pundit Jim Cramer apologizes for issuing a buy signal months ago. <laughs> However, another big tech company is being greedy and controlling when it comes to NFTs. And if you're a Cash App user, Bitcoin Lightning is now a thing. In short, Twitter good, meta bad, Cash App good, Apple bad. But we think you'll benefit from getting a little more information during this bad news episode number 640 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, ignition. Who's bad? The Jim Cramer Cuddly Bunny Hour. Oh, wait, no, so no, this is the Bad Crypto Podcast. This is mm. there's no crying on bad crypto. Buy, buy meta. It's an amazing <laughs> buy. You're gonna love it. It's gonna be a 10 trillion dollar company, Joel. Oh, we've got an amazing oh, story. Wait, wait a I, I was trusting them. <laughs> Don't put your trust in Zuck the Cuck. That's the bottom line. More details of that coming here on the Bad Crypto Podcast. That's Travis Wright. I'm Joel Com, and welcome to the show. Uh, boy, good day, bad day all around, huh, Trav? There is uh, always lots of good news or bad news, depending on how you look at it. And crypto is always moving. More adoption is coming in the space. And here we are for our, what, third news article, uh, uh, news show of the week. How about that? That's pretty I know. Fancy, stuff, stuff is happening. And let's go ahead and get started by taking a look at CoinGecko right now refreshing uh this show is actually coming out in a couple days uh, we're pre-recording uh, it is 2 29 p.m on the 28th of october 2022 the crypto market cap 1 trillion 43 billion dollars bitcoin holding strong there once it's past 20 it's at 20,620. ethereum is staying over 1500 you know small pullbacks but nothing significant what, what do you think are we do you think that this is just a little fake pop pop and the you know there's a lot of people who have said we have not yet seen the bottom you know there's a lot of people who have said that and we were watching that joel and and uh there's actually an article here at the very end of this thing we're going to talk about how some of the uh you know com, you know the small users actually are outperforming some of the whales or they're keeping the whales from lowering the price of bitcoin down below eighteen thousand. so here we are above twenty thousand for the first time in a while. And if you just look and see some of these other numbers, Joel, like Ethereum's up 20%, 21% this last week. It's over 1500 bucks right now, which is good. Uh, Clayton, again, we talked about them last time, up 88%. Dogecoin is up 45%. That's up, Elon. That's that's all Elon, right? That is an Elon, Elon run. right there. Yeah. And then we had that dude from, from Doge Chain on recently. That token is up a bit as well, probably because it's in parallel to Doge Chain. But does it look like things are moving in the right direction? It does. Cosmos is up. Flow is up. I mean, people are moving. These are moving in the right direction. It just, uh, we got to keep an eye on them. You know, that's what you got to do in crypto. Or you just ignore it until you look at your crypto balance later on and go, oh, wow, 
Bitcoin's at $40,000 now. That's yeah, nice. what, what happened? So this kind of ties into that. Morgan Stanley is saying that a record number of Bitcoin in their users' accounts have not been traded, not been used at all for six months. People are hodling. You know, the weak hands, Bitcoin is, is not for weak hands. Crypto is not for weak hands. If you believe in this technology and the philosophical principles uh, that Bitcoin is built on, then you're holding because you know this is like one of the few ways that we break away from the world financial systems. And so people are, they're hodling. Mm-hmm. They are definitely hodling. And, uh, you know, with the majority of them not using for six months and not using them or moving them at all, that should tell you a little bit about Bitcoin. It's like people are holding Bitcoin like it's digital gold. They're not they don't want to sell it or move it or use it when the price is deemed low to them. The price is still twenty thousand six hundred dollars for a Bitcoin. Like a lot of people, if you got in Bitcoin any time previously in the last run was all below twenty thousand. Right. But here we are. And it's so interesting I, when you think about all the various different times you could have bought Bitcoin and you did it. Mm-hmm. And here it is now. And you say the price is low now at 20000 What are you going to say when the price is 100000 I'm going to say, well, in a few years after that, when it's half a million, I think I'll be saying, wow, 100000 was cheap. But right. at, at the moment, 78% of Bitcoin have not been used in transactions in the last six months. Estimates suggest that the remaining 22% are held by shorter term investors with the average break even price slightly over 22.3. So do you think that means once we pass 22.3 that some people are going to be like, you know, I can't handle the stress of this. I'm out at break even. Or are they going to then try to get those profits that they intended to get in the first place? Well, it all depends on when the the bull run begins again, and is and are we in sort of a bull run trap? Because it, it could be that right now, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but what's interesting is if you look at the 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 long term on on the chart, you can see that you know it's like we passed twenty thousand, and, and then it's like eh, back under past twenty. Eh. So you just get the just just a little bit breaking over the tip of twenty thousand, and then going back down is what has happened historically. I don't know the last time that we've seen twenty two thousand three hundred. We see 22300 as that being a break-even price for people over that point. Some people are going to probably sell, but then that would be a nice indicator. What does the MACD do at that point? What does the you know the 50-day moving average look like at that mm-hmm. point? It's, it's trended up. And what, you know, whenever those two magical uh, lines cross, then you can start seeing, well, are we in a bull run now or are we in a are we in a bear market still? We're gonna, I don't know that we know yet, but we're probably getting close to knowing. Adoption uh, in the mainstream helps to bring about that bear market in some respects. And if you're a user of the Cash App, you can now send and receive Bitcoin via the Lightning Network, which is uh, super fast. I've not been a Cash App um, person, although now that I'm almost completely off of PayPal and Venmo, um, there are alternatives that I need to be looking at and cash out. I have a hard time with that, bro, because I don't have any U.S. based credit cards or debit cards anymore. Hmm. And so Puerto Rico doesn't seem to like cash app for whatever reason. Oh. Doesn't let me seem to add that. But that's just a, that's just a first world problem, I guess. But if that was the case, if I could literally do that, that's that is a, a great solution. One of the problems, Joel, that I've always seen with crypto is that you can't really set up ongoing uh, subscriptions with crypto typically, right? right? right. They can, you can do a you can do a, a a push, 
but you can't do a pool or is that it or whichever? I don't yeah. Know. Well, you can't take money out of somebody's wallet without, you know, a, a confirmation authorizing it, yeah. without authorizing it. So what I could see happening in the future is a smart contract that sends uh, an email or notification via your MetaMask that it's mm -hmm. time to pay for your subscription and it gets, a, yeah. you know, comes up and goes, do you want to do this? Yes, sir. Yes or no. I don't know. So uh, Elon is officially in. You know, the last show we said that it was going to happen and he walked in with a kitchen sink, <laughs> which I guess is a metaphor for saying, you know, you're cleaning house. And uh -huh. immediately he has fired the CEO and uh, several other top um, C-level executives. He is now going to be acting CEO uh, for the time being and who knows for how long. But he's in. And here's how you know the people on the other side politically have been wrong all along. They're pitching a hissy fit. If wow. if this was actually, uh, if they actually believed in free speech, then this wouldn't be a problem for them. Well, the they, don't they, they don't really believe in free speech, Joel. They believe in speech that doesn't offend them. And they say that you don't have that right to say something that might hurt my feelings. And so, but I come from that old school. I know you do as well. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me. Mm -hmm. Guess what? If you don't like what this asshole has to say online, don't follow that guy. Don't read his tweets. Some people else might want to, right? And I think that there's, there's a, he made a big, he made big dick energy statement when he went into Twitter there and he immediately fires the CEO, fires the CFO, fires Vijaya, who is that super woke attorney who who is the queen of censorship over there basically people have her whatsapp on direct dial to be able to say hey this person's offensive please remove this person and so you know i've heard that that had happened in india there's probably other people who have her number directly and say hey this person's offending our peoples please get rid of this person and now what's happening is those people are coming back um you know uh we've already seen zero hedge back we've already seen babylon b back a cat turd, which is a funny name in itself, has actually been not, no longer shadow banned. So we're going to see, and I've noticed if you go look at some of the very, very biggest Twitter accounts, go look at POTUS, go look at some of the big, you know, government people. They don't have nearly as many retweets as they had before. Right. I've seen retweets and likes drop significantly. I've It looks as if, Joel, 70 to 80 percent of some of their engagement has fallen off the cliff. Fake. They're fake, fake, fake. Uh, I saw on another uh, podcast yesterday, uh, I think it was on Matt Walsh, he was sharing how the Twitter employees have signed a letter to Elon Musk making demands, making mm -hmm. demands. There was a, a gal who posted about her first day in Twitter on, I don't know, it was TikTok or Instagram. She posted a short video and basically it was not, I'm going to yoga now I'm going to have a, you know, mochaccino and I'm going to go up on the top deck and look around. Oh, it's so amazing here. Oh, I have a meeting for, you know, an, uh, for 15 minutes right. or a half hour. And then I'm going to, that's so true. Like, I've been there. Not working. It's I've, so, it, it's I've such been there a beautiful, too. Venue. It's a beautiful venue. On. It's a beautiful venue. Like it has the most amazing lunch cafeteria you've ever mm -hmm. seen. The upper deck is so great, but you look around and people are doing exactly what you're saying. They're, not They're chilling, relaxing, not having, not working. And then here's the biggest thing that gets me, Joel, is like the CEO, um, para, uh, para, uh, para, uh, yeah. no, pa, I like, there's a meme. He goes, para, para, uh, probably not going to work here anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that guy. Um, and so like this guy's getting, I don't know. I think I saw 40 to $50 million in stock options. The CFO is getting $30 million. 
uh, Vijaya. Like I don't know who or Vijaya. I don't know who names Vajaya? her kid Vijaya. <laughs> that was her name was Vijaya. V a g i a y a. I don't know. Thanks, anyway, mom and dad. <laughs> she's making seventeen million dollars a year in canceling people. Like seriously, some of these people were making so much money. No wonder Twitter wasn't profitable. Time and there and people are of course. There's polls. Is uh, Musk going to help Twitter or is mm-hmm. it going to be downhill? You. Look, you can't get any more downhill than what they had going. So let's see what happens. He's also saying that he's going to look at um, uh, releasing people from lifetime bans. Uh, So there are people, you know, I don't know. It's already happened. It's already happened. Are we going to see Alex Jones back? Are we going to see Trump back? You're going to see Milo? Yeah, I don't know. But it's going to get fun. That's, uh, you know, look, when when people can have open discourse, mm. it's way more interesting than if it skews to one side. So let's well, I don't really have, have open that. discourse. As you mentioned, it does skew to one side. But even mm-hmm. Twitter by itself, you know, Elon says, I would really like to have this sort of digital citizen square where people can have conversations. But people go to Twitter when they're pissed off. Right. People go to TikTok when they want to entertain other people, mm-hmm. usually. Right. And, but the numbers on TikTok, if you go look and see the numbers on TikTok versus the numbers of engagement that you see on Twitter or some of the numbers of engagement you might see on Facebook or Instagram, TikTok just blows everybody out of the water. But how much of TikTok stuff is fake? You don't even know. There's no retribution on that. And one thing that I don't like about social media, specifically in China, is that in China, TikTok algorithms rewards people who are building awesome stuff or being an engineer or doing something brilliant. And those are the things that are shown. In America, Wow, here you are twerking your ass. Great. Yeah, we're going to give you lots of views on it. You share something intelligent or interesting, the algorithm doesn't pick it up in America. You share something interesting that you built or something you've done or something you're working on or something you engineered, you get all kinds of love in other countries. So for the fact that they're using social media algorithms as a war tactic in some ways to dumb down our youth, I think that's very bad. So I don't think that TikTok should be doing that. I deleted my account completely yeah. deleted actually finally got access to it it which because i signed up when it was musically you know right, sing right. along with with mm-hmm. tracks i have completely deleted it i'm not going back i know bad crypto might have a channel and some of our stuff might get posted there but they're not on my phone they're not on my devices it's i'm not posting some stuff there yeah it is an interesting space there's a lot of engagement there if you can figure out how to weave into it i don't know that the algorithms are working in our favor though so speaking of not working in our favor tim cook you suck um, Apple is being throwing a wrench in the works for people that want to have NFTs in a marketplace in the app store. They are still demanding their 30% fee. So, you know, marketplaces as it is already take anywhere from two to 10% on NFTs mm-hmm. and Apple is mm-hmm. being super greedy. Here you go. You know, one of the richest or not the richest company in the world, gouging the little guy. Uh, you know, look, I'm a fan. I've had every iPhone since 2007. They just work great technology. But, you know, as far as caring about people, you guys suck. Mm -hmm. Apple, you suck. Tim Cook, you suck. This is BS. You know, they don't handle crypto payments yet. Right. And I have heard things where Tim Cook has said that they are bullish on crypto. But I do think that that NFTs have to work out some of some of its nascent early stage stuff to become more relevant for them in some ways. But I do think that 30 percent way too high. If they're going to be part of that, if, if you're including something on uh, an NFT inside Apple, then maybe you include them in the smart contract to get a percentage of your sales on that. But the way that NFTs are set up are inherently against 
the sort of Apple guidelines. So it doesn't even make sense. Like, why do we got to deal with this Apple tax for no reason? Correct. Because you're, uh, they own the platform and this is what we call monopoly. Right. You know what? You know what Amazon does? They did a workaround because I have this problem with Audible sometimes. Right. It's like I'll get the three credits on Audible, but you got to go to online. You got to go to the website to go buy your credits. You can use your credits on the app, but you don't buy your credits on the app. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe that's kind of a workaround outside of Apple potentially. I don't know. Maybe until because they have to approve every app. So they look at the code and go, we see your workaround and uh, we're not going to approve it because we have all the power and you have none. So if you want to be on our platform, this is how you got to how you got to yeah. play. And so, go buy our $1500 phone now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Greedy. Uh so Meta is in trouble. The uh the the company formerly known as Facebook has sunk yeah. a lot of money into this thing. Something like 6 billion dollars or so. 15 billion, Joel. I this read year. 15 billion dollars since they wow. made the change. 15 billion. And then think of like some of these other platforms, how little they've used. Mm -hmm. And then here we are with Horizon Worlds it and sucks. the avatars. We don't we don't even we all we have is a torso. It's a torso. We can't even have legs. Where's my where's my Vijaya? They they're so bad. Why didn't they just buy out, you know, an existing um metaverse? Well, it's, company? it's probably scalability, Joel. You know what I mean? It's like it's probably gotta be really hard to scale something to a billion people, but not everybody has these things. And so they wanted to hit, you know, five hundred thousand people originally by the end of twenty twenty two. It's now been dropped to two hundred and eighty thousand, but they're sitting at users at around two hundred thousand. So 200,000 people out of a, how many, 2 billion users or something on Facebook? Yeah. Like, that is nothing. It, Why did you change nothing. your name so early? It doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Zuckerberg, look, Zuckerberg was shrewd, but we know that he didn't create Facebook, right? He absconded with it. He screwed some people along the way, but he's not smart in a business sense way. He's smart like maybe a criminal would be smart, right? He, and he knows how to take, but I don't think he really understands. And I have very little respect for the person as a, as a human being. Congrats on, you know, building this, this, uh, this huge business. But I don't, we've said from the beginning, we don't think he has what it takes to, to do this meta thing. And this is true. And one of the funniest moments, as much as I, I don't like uh, laughing on, on others, uh, <laughs> failures jim kramer uh, you can't actually hear the audio on this but he called uh meta you know around a year ago he says it was a buy at around 340 dollars, i believe and he, he was on cnbc and you could find a link to this in the show notes he's got his head dipped and he's talking about what went wrong on this call he apologized to everybody and he's holding back tears he is holding back tears. So as you mentioned, Joel, $338.54 exactly one year ago. And Meta shares at closing were, were closing at $129. Actually, after our trades, we're down to $104. So you can see a lot of the people, the boomers and stuff, who are probably in Facebook at this point are starting to see, wow, Facebook is not so great anymore. Look at it. They're spending all this billion. They spent $15 billion in R&D mm. on something. And then during that time, Samsung came out with the PS4, right? And they're launching games and whatnot, like $15 billion and you can't launch something that's great. But I know they did launch the new Oculus Pro. Um, that looks interesting, right? Um, so uh, the Quest Pro, I think it's called, but it's still not an upgrade. It's not a, it's, it's, this is a little bit of an upgrade. It's not a game changer. So I think we're going to see a game changer when it comes to meta 
uh, AR, uh, spatial web type stuff. When Apple jumps, when, Je- when Apple gets some big dick energy and plops down their big AR glasses, because AR glasses is going to change the game completely. And I got LASIK for that result down the road. I'm like, I'm looking forward to having LASIK so I can have an AR goggles down the road. It's going to be cool just to have. But then again, how how distracting is that shit going to be if you got these goggles on? So I don't know. We're going to have to see and, and uh, what people are envisioning of this, but it's not quite ready for prime time yet, but it's getting close. Yeah, it is. And, and, you know, I really thought that we'd be getting closer to 2023 being the year of, you know, virtual reality. It, this stuff is moving much slower than I thought it would. Um, advances in technology happen really quickly, but mainstream adoption of them is a slow thing. You know, it wasn't a lot of people didn't have smartphones until, you know, the mid uh, 2000 teens. Right? We had right. we had ours in 2007. It's like, yeah, this right. is what's coming next. But it took years to onboard, mm-hmm. you know, hundreds of millions of people into mainstream. Now almost everybody's got one. Uh, I think VR is slower than we thought it would be. And I think AR is also going to take a lot of time. I think it's gonna, it's a little bit slower for everyone. I mean, even crypto. How many people in America have a crypto wallet, mm-hmm. realistically, right? I do know this, that people in the Philippines, I read this statistic, I was kind of blown away. 32% of people in uh, the Philippines have a crypto wallet. That's cool. a lot. That is a lot, considering that, you know, some people don't necessarily even consider that a first world country, right? Um, but, you know, they jumped in on the Axie Infinity thing. They're doing more stuff in crypto. Like, that's huge to me. Like, that. there's some more and more countries are going to start getting it. Uh, and America is still talking about, you know, CBDCs and how they can control it more. And all uh, oh, the NFTs are like real estate. And at least, I mean, these are antiquated thoughts and they're just not aware of what's really going on, Joel. And it's going to take it's going to take a huge shift in thinking for some of these people to get with the program. And that is what's happening in the news. And there's what we think about it. What do you think about it? We'd love to hear from you. Badcryptopodcast at gmail.com is where you can write us, tell us what you think. Uh, some, A couple of you have written us back and go, shut up, you guys suck. And of course, they always do it with an anonymous email because mm-hmm. they're so brave and courageous and Very brave. full of spine, um, which that's fine. We're, we're, we're big boys. We, we can take it. You're so full of spine over yeah, there. So much spine. But we appreciate those of you who watch and or listen. Do check out what we're doing with our video on YouTube or Odyssey or Rumble because uh, we get to show you these stories. We're doing more video interviews. But, of course, you could just listen in your ear holes as well at all the places where you can subscribe and do so. We'll catch you on the next episode, which is coming sooner than you might like, but it'll be here anyway. Until then. Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and 
alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.